Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Yet another big-time off-season extension, the actual beginning of something that looks like real NFL training camp. It's all weird and different with masks and face shields, but none of that's important right now because we have a big deal to talk about. We have the return of football to talk about. I would say the time truly is ours here on the Times Ours podcast brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Nate Taylor and Seth Kaiser. The boys are back in town, and by the boys, I mean the football boys. Everyone's playing football again. Uh, Nate, what was it like out at Arrowhead today? Uh, What was your first early takeaway of everything you saw as training camp officially began? The most comforting phrase I heard today was from one Andy Reid saying, time, time's, time is yours. Like, he doesn't say that on many Zoom calls. Uh, he said it today because he walked off a practice field and was like, let's tell some reporters who practiced and who didn't practice. Time, time's yours. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been taking uh, COVID-19 tests uh, administered by the Chiefs and by our reference for six days now. Um, it was worth it. It was so worth it just to see dudes in helmets and pads run for an hour and 15 minutes. It was so worth it. Um, I'm going to give you as insider as I can. Yes. Because you're literally going to like auto, you know, from an audio standpoint, walk alongside me from my car to the practice field. So I, I arrive at 830. Uh, you wait in your car. My testing window began at 845. I got out of my car, walked. Tested, got my tracer, my contact tracer, so that the team knows exactly where I am at all times. Which they've been um, doing for years, which I always thought was weird. But now oh, yeah. Know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, someone from the Chiefs came up to me to make sure that my that my contact tracer was, was blinking to ensure that, like, yep, you're too close. You're too close, man. Too close. <laughs> um, so what they have set up is a batter's box kind of painted job on the sideline so we're at a distance we're behind the end zone and kind of near the far sideline and so they've painted these square boxes and once practice begins it was my understanding that one foot had to be inside the box one foot had to be either on the painted line or in the painted line I was in the box all day trying to understand what Patrick Mahomes was doing obviously understanding the position groups and rotation because we can get into that in a little bit um I didn't touch anybody. I didn't, I didn't get close to anyone. I, I wore my mask, which I would recommend you to do when you leave your house, and watched something similar to football with no fans and loud music and a Patrick Mahomes that reminded me that, yes, he scrambles, does things weird, sidearm, uh, off-balance throws, like throws that you just can't anticipate, even though I've seen him for three years now do this. Um, so it was fun. It was really fun to be at a modified training camp that is not anything what we're used to. Obviously, this is at the Chiefs facility and not in St. Joe. Gosh, do I miss um, doing crazy shenanigans with the two of you all and, and, <laughs> and seeing a plethora of fans um, and having like legitimate conversations with them because they're, yeah. they're just so knowledgeable and they take time out of the year in August to come hang out with, you know, just – us uh it's 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 eerie but it was cool to be out there and i know we got a lot to get into but 
I just hope that I can stay in that batter's box, or as I should call it now, like the beat writer box. Like, don't you leave that box. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I'm sure there's some sirens and alarms that go off. But, man, um, interesting day. By the time you hear this, probably, they will have another practice Saturday and another practice Sunday. I'll have more things to sort of take in. But on the first impression, not bad. Not bad for an hour and 15 padded practice. And we'll talk about Travis Kelsey here in just a second. Um, but Seth, you haven't really talked yet, and so I feel like I can throw it to you, even as if, if it's just a matter of like you kind of giving Nate maybe like the legal repercussions that may come to leaving the beat writer box, like anything kind of that you feel like you might be able to advise him on in that regard. You know, the real thing with regards to that sort of thing is, even if you get punished later on, they can't stop you. <laughs> I mean, that's what the law really is, right? It's not really made to stop people. It's meant to do something bad to them afterwards. I could (laughs) not get that out of my head. The very first Chiefs game that I ever covered, and this is why it's probably not a great idea for me to do it too often, like actually live. And afterwards, Andy Reid was up on the podium, and and I was, you know, near the front row because I didn't know where to sit. And I think, Nate, you were probably doing something more important, would be my guess. And I, so I was just kind of sitting there, like, hoping no one was like, oh, you know, this who's this guy? Because I would have said, I don't know. But all I could think <laughs> was like, man, I could be on national television tonight. All I need to do is sprint up there <laughs> and try to tackle Andy Reid. And I would be on national television. So here's the thing. Nothing could stop me. So, Nate, this is a long road to a short that. thought. This isn't legal advice. Think, what, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? such you... bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's such look, bad advice. <laughs> it's it's always cool when you when you make only eye contact because, you know, everybody's wearing a mask. You only look – you only – just look into my eyes. You don't know what my expression is. It was cool to, like, make eye contact, like, exclusive eye contact with, like, Canal, with, like, you know, members of the PR staff, with, like, Matt Moore because Matt Moore was looking at me and I was looking at him and I was like, what up, bruh? Oh, Austin, Austin Ryder – it's all so awkward. I feel awkward hearing it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was, I, I had a nice, intimate eye contact moment with Austin Ryder, who came off the field after his after his reps. Um, so yeah, just just a weird time. But you know, if I leave the box, what would the eyes do then? The eyes would be upon me. They would literally be upon me. <laughs> You've got to go. At some point, you got to go. And this might be like a Therese thing eventually. I'm not sure if he's out there. Uh, you got to go bucket hat, dark sunglasses, mask. Because at that point, at that point, not only can they not stop you, they're not going to get you after the fact because they don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah, your right. identity yeah. is hidden. They're Take like, they're like this dude. And run. They're, they're like this dude. Probably is allowed to be here. He's walking pretty confidently. Mm-hmm. Although that didn't work. For that 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 Seattle player, who thought that if oh. you oh my if you God. if you confidently brought someone in, just act like you belong. It, so it, that good. that shattered years of advice that I've given young attorneys. Just act like you belong. Fake it till you make it. You will figure it out. You'll you'll get there. That shattered that because that gal she acted like she belonged. She was in the Seahawks gear and they found her. So Nate, never mind. Maybe maybe that got proven wrong. So yeah. never do you, mind. Do you think That's she the was, proof. My advice was bad. Do you think she was in the mascot outfit? 
Oh, that is. I have not thought about that. What a what a chef what a chef's kiss. If that's why is why is the mascot walking into the player's dorm like hotel room? Did you what? see this, the original tweet? Didn't say dressed in 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 team stuff like in team yeah. out colors. It said dressed like a player. Yeah, you're right. And people yeah. were like, "Wait, what does that mean?" Like he brought he brought. A, like he, a football? He, he, yeah, yeah. No, he, he he brought his his. I have no idea how how tall this woman is, but I'm just imagining a five foot two woman in shoulder pads <laughs> and a, and a helmet, just in a full full outfit. Like, oh no, this is this is Russ. Russ isn't there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just Russ. Russ. Russ is coming over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask. Like, Russ. Hey, like hey 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 sir sir. We usually take the pass from you after <laughs> after the practice. Like, why are you going to your hotel room? What, what, what no, is no, happening? Why are you here? going to his hotel room? Right. <laughs> I just I oh just want to know look I just want to know this young lady honestly should have a documentary about her and yes. I will watch I would. all 90 minutes of it because <laughs> what does she do with her hair what what like yeah. is the hair the giveaway beyond just the the smaller size and stature like what like how did she put her like how does she configure oh. her hair to fit a Seattle Seahawks ball cap and, what and, mascot and, head just the mascot head, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, with the <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry that I that I dragged the conversation aside. But that is absolutely Therese that's gonna do that, by the way. Just pull off the complete like the hat, have some sunglasses and the mask, and everyone's gonna be like, Who is is that Therese? That's Therese, right? But no one's gonna want to talk to him and ask. Cause you know, awkward. Masks make it awkward. And that's, you know, I, hey, I've got mine that says, you know, keep Patrick Mahomes safe. But the what you described, Nate, I felt that in my soul. Because I'm like a friendly dude. I smile at people yeah, everywhere I go. Right. I like walk around like, you know, the, the Barney Fife anthem thing. The Andy Griffith show is whistling in the background as I walk around saying hi to people. And, and like when I'm at the grocery store, like I, I was wondering why my interactions felt so weird. It's because I realized people are looking at me and I'm smiling at them and all they see is me just holding eye contact. That's Your all eyes they might see. get a little, a little squinty. That for me, that's you know, my I, I smile and my my cheekbone, you know, like rise up a little bit, and so it just looks like I'm squinting at somebody, which, which is probably even worse because like is like worse. The, they're like, do I have like a like a pimple or something that he's squinting at? That's even worse. Why is this jerk looking at me? Oh, but it's football. It's football. Nate, I got to know. I got to know. I heard through the grapevine that Jody Fortson made an awesome catch today. True or false? Very, very true. Suck okay. it, Josh. Very true. <laughs> Jody Foster is upon us. Jody, Jody Foster has returned. One hand grab. Uh, uh, okay, so here's what happened. Let me Let me paint this picture. Um, I swear so, to God in heaven, we're going to talk about Travis Kelsey after this. Of course, yeah, of course. Um, but 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 Jody must come first. Jody so, has to be first. team period. That's all I can say. Um, eleven on eleven, mostly. Uh, eleven <laughs> like, on eleven. Eleven I mean, on eleven. That's just like real football. So, <laughs> um, what the Chiefs would like me to not do is tell you the formation. Do I know the formation? Of course I do. Um, <laughs> they would. T- they would was? like me to. The Chiefs would like to. You know, the Chiefs would 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 be very uh, pleased if I didn't tell you the route that Jody ran. What I can tell you is Jody started the play near the sideline. Okay. He finished the play 
near the sideline. Okay. You from there can decide what route he ran. Anything um, could have happened from point A to point B. We just know where he started. Anything could have happened from point A to point B. Yeah. Sounds, like a, say that sounds he, like a whip route. I I, I I can't say that he 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 and the sideline remained friends the whole the whole play. So sometimes you need space with your friends, though. I get it. That is true. We we are trying to practice social distancing. That's so right. what what occurred? <laughs> what occurred was, um, <laughs> just just a great just a great example of understanding the space and distance necessary. Um, there was a, a not a not a rocket throw, but but a throw with some zip on it, and um, you can probably guess who threw that pass. Because the Chiefs would also like for me to not tell you who yeah. threw the pass, but you can probably guess who threw the pass. Just a well thrown zippy ball. I mean, like, Chad Henney's got some some juice. <laughs> Jordan Tamu's got an arm t- got arm was, talent. Was it since you can't say who was it thrown from a normal platform or was it thrown from an interesting platform? I don't I don't think the Chiefs want him to unveil that information. I don't. Yeah, I, the, the Chiefs spot. like me to keep like what me was keep the these second, closer to the vest. What was the second digit of the quarterback's uniform number? <laughs> that, that's worse than mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth, Your Honor. <laughs> it's five. It's five. It was Mahomes. Nice. He pled the fifth. One five. Danielle, cut this out. Um, one-handed catch, left-handed, mm. I believe, mm. uh, based on my based on my notes, and um, oh, delicious. Just <laughs> made made a catch made a catch over a cornerback who is, as we say, competing for starting job. Is it getting warm in here, guys, or is it just me? Man, man. feeling pretty so hot he, in here. So he just totally sunned Alex Brown. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth, Your Honor. Okay. Right. Oh gosh. Oh man. Reporting for the next month is just going to be. It's hell going on to be Earth. terrible. <laughs> it's just like I, I. This was a theory that I had because I actually wrote some stuff, and and we'll talk about that hopefully at some point. But I knew Andy Reid would go like full lockdown. Like this is his dream come true. It's like wait a minute. Yeah. I can completely. There's not going to be fans. You know. <laughs> Shooting Excuse video of this? Choking on my own delight. Uh, there's not going to be fans. Yeah, shooting video of the practice. <laughs> there's not going to be fans. I've ever heard. <laughs> let's move past it. Let's move past it. Nope. Guys, we haven't reached the ad read yet. Let's let's keep we it. We haven't let's even keep talked it. about Travis Kelsey. I know. Let's let do your best. You mean Seth. you mean you mean fighting for first team against Jody Fortson, Travis Kelsey? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Jordy Fortson could be good, guys, and I know I'm leaning into this bit a little too much, but he's got ball skills, he's got size, he runs well. I don't understand what the problem is, but that's fine. Hey, I have a question, Nate. What number is Jordan Tamu wearing? Because the the Chiefs website has him and Matt Moore both wearing number eight. Um. <laughs> you reveal that? Jordan, can you, can you tell us that? <laughs> Jordan should be in number nine. I, I thought I thought I saw him in number nine, but like who who knows? I mean, is, is Patrick um, the reason I, still on the roster? Can you tell us that? <laughs> yes, he's still on the roster oh, now. God, damn now. God. They're gonna, Nate's going to get fired. <laughs> Danielle's just gonna, gonna break re- in mid-recording. Hey Nate, we just got word your credentials been yanked. Yeah, <laughs> they gave Sam so, a parking spot to make up for it. So look, I I I took some time to look at Matt Moore and Jordan Tamu 
And that's all the time I needed today because they didn't take any reps. <laughs> okay, very good. Is that allowed? Can you unveil that? Is that? Is that yes, allowed? I can't. I can't unveil that. I can't okay. tell you this this the specifics of like if you don't take reps, I can tell you that, kids. Okay. If you take a large percentage of reps and you wear the number twenty five jersey in red on offense, mm. the Chiefs would like me to very much not tell you what he's doing uh, until they tweet it out on some video, you know. Um, some video material, I, I should say, um, but but you know these these are things that I would recommend that you would subscribe to the Athletic because you probably already do. But tell your friends subscribe to the Athletic so that they can get as close to as honest of a reporting job as I could do while also trying to respect Andy Reid in my own personal four by four reporting box. <laughs> <laughs> do you get your own personal one? Um, they are not like name specific, but once you, once you enter that box, that no one weird. else can enter your box. Right. This, so it's, you know, this land is yours. That's awesome. Yeah. I think Teicher should have his name in his. Yeah. That, I think that's, he should just have a, I think he should have a, this seems fair. That seems very fair. That, that does seem fair. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate the inside info. I miss being there. I'm going to be honest with you, but boy, did you. <laughs> Did you do the best you could with what you had available, my friend? And I appreciate here's, here's, that. Here's one thing I'll tell you, because there's enough variation in this formation, okay? <gasps> um, I just want to I want you guys to imagine, again, as I paint a picture, but not but not a clearer one. Not a clear picture. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> just hey, like a Monet, but you're zoomed yep. way in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, the big picture, who can tell? It's like, I just, it's, I like wanna... the, it's like Chicago Bears home all 22. This is that I, that type of picture. Gotcha. Yeah. I I so say this, Monet. Seth says Chicago Bears home all twenty two. We're different people. It's fine. Right. Right. So I just want you guys to know that all eleven players on offense and defense were not on the field. So by rule, this is not a full formation. Although five guys stay in the same place on every formation, fellas. Um. And then secondly, <laughs> it was not seven on nine because honestly, seven on nine. You don't pass the football, kids. All right, so <laughs> you can probably guess what drill we're in now, even okay, though I'm not going to say good. the drill. Um, as I flip my page. I love the sound of the page flipping. Like It is the most <laughs> excellent Foley work this show has ever had. I'm going to say trips, okay? I'm not yeah. telling you if it's trips right. I'm not telling you if it's trips left. That mm-hmm. is for you to decide, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But in trips, the personneling group... That I can tell you, because we all kind of know this is going to happen. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, yeah, Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Mm. Yes. Oh my God! Now I didn't. Is- now I didn't tell you. Ooh. I didn't tell you which Ooh. players were in which trips. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. I've but got you can probably guess which I'm players gonna, are in yeah. which trips. Yeah. I got yeah, Clyde lined up wide outside. I've got mm-hmm. Watkins in the I've got Watkins in the backfield and also Kelsey's in the backfield because Mitchell Schwartz is actually in the trips. I had Mahomes taking in the backfield and Kelsey taking the snap, but you know, Yeah, 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 yeah. So own. Kelsey so Kelsey took the snap and then he pitches it to Mahomes and then Kelsey runs a wheel right out of the backfield, but you got Clyde, Watkins, and Hill trips right. That was is what this, I was thinking. Seth. Am I crazy or is thinking? this starting to sound pretty good? 
I think this I, is a pretty good play. <laughs> I think we found we a gift. Should, we should, we should, rec- we should, we should send that over. We should fax that over to uh, one Arrowhead Drive to, uh, yeah. with the hey, name with the hey, name Andy. Uh, attention Andy Reid. Yeah, I spilled coffee all over my desk earlier today, which means I should also put the lid on my water bottle. And uh, I've I've ruined most of my notepads. I think I've got one left. I'm gonna go ahead and sketch this one out while we talk about other stuff. I'm gonna try to get this one on paper before somebody else steals it. Nice. Oh, we're supposed to talk about the show. Oh, we have to host the show. So I have to host the show. That's I'll come back. Okay. Do you want to do? I I never get to talk to Nate alone, but whatever. (laughs) I try to I try to create opportunities for you guys to do that. It's just sometimes it's like a little awkward because we don't really know what our timing is going to be. We've only been doing this show for a year. We panicked. It happens. Um, So you can talk about people who who didn't take reps. Yes. You can't talk about which team people lined up with. By and large, yes, yes. Um, unless Andy, unless Andy Reid or a player specifically says it in a public manner, i.e., Zoom press conference. Sure, sure. Um, how did Clyde Edwards-Hilaire look? How's that? Can you tell me that? Did he look like there a football was, player? There was one rep today where they handed him the ball, <laughs> and I saw the and I saw the burst. I saw the burst <laughs> through the line. I saw. A veteran making a veteran move, that being Tyron Matthew, which is I'm kind of going to chase you, but I'm kind of not going to chase you. But the rookie is like, I'm running full speed ahead, kids. <laughs> Can't nobody touch me. Um, now, in a padded practice, Andy Reid, particularly early in, in training camp, will like guys to give a little you know, a little shoulder shimmy, a little like you know some level of contact, but you're not like wrapping your arms around the ball carrier and bringing them to the ground. You're not supposed to do that, Willie Gay Jr. Um, <laughs> not to get specific, but Willie Gay Jr. Not to get specific. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who he tackled, but he tackled somebody, and all of us, the, the four reporters that were there today were like, ooh, Willie did something. Um <laughs> so and did and like and and another reporter uh who who writes for the city's newspaper was like, Hey, uh they didn't even yell at Willie for doing that, which usually they will yell at a rookie if you like, you know, break kind of the code. But Willie um full on tackled somebody today and that person went to the ground rather quickly and everybody on the Chiefs coaching staff was like Okay. All right. Yeah, you, I want to you, know who he tackled you, so you bad. Some? I see some. I'll, te- I'll, t- I'll text you. I'll text you guys who he tackled. Oh, okay, very oh good. people are gonna hate us so does much. It, does it? Does it rhyme? Can I? Can I just get one guess? Can I get one guess? Sure. In? Does sure. it rhyme with Barrig Beater? No, it was not him. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> well, we but, know. What, I know one person. It wasn't. It wasn't Mahomes because that would. That would have been then, like. Because then the coaching staff would have been like, "What oh, is wrong with you, boy?" Yeah. yeah. Willie yes. Gay cut after being mercilessly beaten for <laughs> half an hour by the entire offensive line for threatening the part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Now that headline is a it's handful. Willie Gay Jr. Willie Gay Jr. tackles part owner of the Kansas City. Royals is hilarious because it could also be about him just like laying out Eric Stone Street, which yeah. is actually <laughs> Wham! Hey, Eric's a big dude. I think he'd be okay. He, oh, um, man. But, but Clyde Edwards ran the ball really hard today. Obviously, he's, you know, he is as excited as, as the as the A-plus student on the first day of school. Like, you guys ready? You guys ready to do this? Let's do this. I'm ready to show I'm ready to show my skills, baby. I'm ready to go. Tyron Matthew was like, all right, young fella, go go run to the end zone. Um, <laughs> so Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked good today. They did not use him as a receiver much, which I think is 
understandable on the first day of camp. Like, hey, he ran some routes, but, like, he was not the primary receiver. And it wasn't like, all right, this is the time where Pat really needs to figure out, you know, sort of chemistry, timing, all of those things. But um, he took a good share of the reps with the quote-unquote first group because that's how Andy Reid described it today. Hey, first group means first team offense. Okay, coach. Um, he took a good he took a good portion of reps. I would say the guy that he split with um, was Darrell Williams. Take that for what it is. Um, and then in the second group, because we've now, by process of elimination, uh, told you who was in the first group, um, DeAndre Washington was in the second group today. So, I'll keep track of it as we move forward into camp. But Clyde looked fine for the first day. Um, a benefit to the Chiefs, too, was there were no pra- there were no injuries that occurred in the middle of practice. Whoever started practice today in pads finished the day in pads. That's also a good start. Um, and so I think as we move forward, Andy Reid's going to add more time to these padded practices. You can do it for as long as two hours and 25 minutes, I believe, based on the new CBA agreement. Today was an hour and 15. Uh, it was pretty light, but... For all intents and purposes, it was a successful day. Daryl Williams being like the the, the second guy up there, I, I really like. That's kind of what I was hoping for. And obviously, we are looking at the smallest sample size, and a lot can yep. still change. But that makes me happy that that it is Clyde one, Daryl two, because that's I I thought that made the most sense. It seemed like he had the most faith out of the the vets on the line in the in the lineup right now. Um, and if you're going to try to have somebody to help fill in the gaps for Clyde or even just take some of that role, like, I think, I mean, I think we actually talked about this some last week, but that, that was sort of my hopeful pick among those yep. guys. So that, that makes sense. It's a, and you, and you say by process of elimination, you're looking at, at, uh, Washington three and then Darwin's just kind of Darwin's hanging out right now. Yep. Darwin had a few reps today, but, um, based on the percentages as of right now, on August 14th. The first <laughs> day of camp. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, Daryl Williams, DeAndre Washington, and uh, Darwin Thompson to round out the running back depth chart. That's probably the only one I can do today. Because, as I mentioned before, Andy Reid sort of gave the designation to the public. I, this is going to be such an awkward, difficult offseason. <laughs> It's just, hey, Nate, what did you see today that you're legally allowed to, to tell us about? Oh, good question, Josh. Uh, I guess I'll ask this then as vaguely as possible. Did anything else jump out to you of, of anybody else? Um, like, I was I was curious about Willie Gay, but we found out that he hit somebody. <laughs> and uh, you can decide, I guess, if you tell us when that happened. Or, or did anybody else surprise in the, in the depth chart, in the rotation, anywhere more snaps, less snaps than you expected? Yeah, outside of obviously Jody Forson being the day one uh, MVP. I don't even know um, his name anymore. By the way, I literally don't. I just know it's it's like Benedict Cumberbatch. Or if you just say like <laughs> Bindi Doop Cumberboop, and like oh yeah, it's Sherlock. Like that's where Jody yep. Fox and Forster Jordy is. Yeah, a few players to 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 give you indications. Now this has been put on the Chiefs YouTube page, so I can kind of feel somewhat safe in this. And we put this on The Athletic, uh, I, th- I believe, yesterday in terms of ranking and giving uh, our subscribers who are the third-string quarterbacks for every team. Um, it is clear that based on what the team has put on on YouTube and what I saw today, Chad Henning is the by far backup quarterback. Matt Moore, as I said earlier, did not take any reps today. Uh, you, as far as I probably have about a, a, a myriad of opinions on this, but I'm just telling you that the Chiefs, are grooming Chad Hitty to regain his his spot as the backup quarterback. Um, 
I will say that Demarcus Robinson looked really good today. Um, he made some leaping catches. Uh, he was consistent. He was mostly on time. Uh, a guy that I know, Seth, is very intrigued by, McCole Hardman. I'm going to write this in the story today. I can't give out formations. I can't give out plays. But specifically on this, he looks a lot comfortable running routes within zone coverage. Uh, in terms of finding the soft spot, you know, using his body and his speed appropriately so that it creates a wider window for Patrick Mahomes. I saw that a couple times today that I was like, mm, mm, if I, mm, if we can see this in October. <laughs> mm. yes. um, Harrison Bucker only missed one field goal attempt today, so take that for what you will. Um, he seems to be locked and loaded, so, you know. Uh, he missed one mo- out of, like, a lot of attempts. You're yes, saying. one okay. out of, I, don't, I didn't take, so I took, when, when special teams is on, I'm trying to, like, reassess what I just watched on offense and or defense. So special teams is a little bit – it's going to be awkward this year, guys, because one thing that the Chiefs have done, and I think it's smart, is Andy has put special teams at the end of practice. But because we're not going into, like, the facility in any way, shape, or form, we're not going into the media workroom where we would normally handle these daily press briefings, um, we're being asked to go right to our cars. So I left – so we leave – when they go through the full-on special teams portion of practice. It's the last sort of period is what they call it. It's like the last 10 minutes, and then there's a cool-down period, and then Andy goes right from the field and talks to us via Zoom. So I didn't see anything from special teams other than field goal attempts. Did I watch every field goal attempt? Yes. Did I track how many he made or where they were from in terms of distance? It's a decent rep. Um, I don't think they tried a 60-yard field goal today by any reference. So between the 55 to 35 range, uh, Harrison Bucker only missed one. But I don't know exactly how many because I was trying to double-check uh, everything else I had on the offensive-defensive standpoints of practice at that point. Um, but Harrison Bucker looks good mostly. Um, in terms of defense, mm-hmm. um, the defense won today. That is perhaps the biggest headline that I could give in a short sense I'll get into more specifics in the article as I go through, again, the, the Chiefs guidelines on what you can and cannot report at practice. But there was a frustrated Patrick Mahomes today because the defense won more times than the offense. That can occur at the early start of you know training camp because uh, defenses, particularly once you put the pads on, can obviously just be physical and there are no referees. So, like, who's to say who's holding and whatnot? But the defense looked good today, particularly better than they did on, like, the first day of practice in pads last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a little tidbit of a note. And I think, you know, I, I wrote about this guy, what, last week, two weeks ago? But it, it's clear that Traverius Ward is good. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about this anymore, guys. Mm-hmm. Traverius Ward is good. He looked good today. Um, he's sort of... He's sort of getting a feel for Mahomes just as much as like someone like Tyron Matthew can now. Um, and so he looks good today. Uh, I know people are really concerned about Breland Speaks. And I know people are immediately thinking, hey, he just said Breland Speaks' his name. <laughs> what was his weight? What was his BMI? What was his sweat glances doing out there? Breland Speaks looks good, guys. I, I mean, physically, he looks he looks the part. He looks the part. They're not tackling and going fully to the ground, but hey, Breland Speaks did what he was supposed to do today, and the question now is, can he sustain it and improve on it from this day until cut down day? 
Um, so those are the short notes that I have, and then we can move on with um, bigger things other than me covertly trying to tell you intelligence while not being <laughs> compromised myself. Um, here's, I'm afraid to ask about a specific player because I do not want you to compromise yourself, so your answer to this can just be yes, and then we can move on to Travis Kelsey. But did Tedrick Thompson talk to the media today? Yes. Very good. We will. Uh... <laughs> is that is that Nate? Like one, one more follow up question, just sort of like drawing from your sure. history covering the Chiefs. Is that something that frequently happens for players who just got added and will likely be cut very soon? You know, Josh. In my three years of covering this team, that has yet to occur. Okay. All right. I just thought that was, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting. But we don't have to dwell on it. I don't want to get Nate in trouble. So we'll talk instead about Manscaped. Fellas, it says fellas. Fellas, are you prepared? I'm going to read this part verbatim because I love it. Fellas, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? Are, guys, are, fellas, are you? No. <laughs> No one, uh, needs, no one needs that in their life. I got family photos yeah, on the 30th, and I'm like, <laughs> I was talking to my wife. I'm like, how does one lose 20 pounds in 15 days? Yeah, the, I was going to say the, the the person I'm related to by marriage would like for me to continue to conceal my summer bod. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the problem here, fellas. The beaches are opening, the sun is shining, and the bushes must be tamed, according to the copy that I just read with my human mouth. Manscaped Woo! is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game, and listen, man, I this is this is just a big, honest, open little moment here for all of us. I'm a, I'm a hair I'm a hairy boy. I got I got like hairs coming off my shoulders. I don't need to be there. I got to get rid of those. What better way to do it than with Manscaped? They have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. I'm a 14-year-old, so I'm going to giggle this whole way through, but that's okay. That's what they did it for. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0, 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. It's the best trimmer on the market if you need a chest shave. And, I, you know, I you could say that I do, but I'm just going to let it. I'm going to... I, I let I don't want to put my light under a bushel. You know what I mean? I want to let those those hairs breathe. But not all of them have to do that. And this third generation trimmer features skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. And the phrase manscaping accidents is one of the most difficult things to wrap your head around. And so you want to avoid that and not even have to worry about it. So here's what you can do. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts here. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, $39 value and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. If you subscribe to the Perfect Package, and you can also get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. You can get 20% off free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20, all one word, at manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free 
free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEATHLETIC. And for limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use the code THEATHLETIC20. All one word. That's two zero at the end of The Athletic. I also need to tell you about a way that you can cut the cord. And I don't mean the manscape. Don't cut. We got to get these separate. One of these is for not cutting anything by accident. And the other <laughs> one is for cutting like the cable cord. Both of these really are kind of cutting themed ads though. And, and so I'll tell you now about Fubo TV. It, it's, a, it's a way to help you cut the cord and move on to be able to stream live sports completely digitally you can go to fubo.tv to see the channels you can get and all that but it's got your local channels it's got fs1 nbc sports network nba tv nh nfl network uh food network which is important to me among all the other things including stuff like the olympic channel fs2 fox soccer plus all of that and much more you can get through fubo tv with the NFL season just around the corner, Fubo.tv will not disappoint. You can stay updated on your favorite teams as well as local broadcast news. So go to Fubo.tv slash athletic today to get 15% off your first month. You will not regret it. That's Fubo.tv, F-U-B-O TV slash athletic to start your first month today. So now, finally, I don't know how this happened, but now we can talk about Travis Kelsey. He signed a four-year extension with the Kansas City Chiefs, it makes him a chief for the next six years, or at least Woo! up to the next six years, uh, because guaranteed money is always yeah, a big deal. But it's a four-year, $57 million contract extension, a little bit of change on the end there as well, with $28 million in guaranteed money for Travis Kelsey. So again, d d the structure of this deal I think is pretty interesting. Um, his, his cap hit stays the same in 2020. It goes up by $4.25 million in 2021, which is the year where the cap is kind of scary, but not to Brad Veach. He fears no man. And then in 2022, the cap hit is just $7.5 million. Then it goes 13 15 17 over the next three years. That $17 million number in 2025 is not going to be covered by any of those guarantees. So I'm not too worried about that one. Uh, but Seth, I'll go to you first. What did you think whenever you saw the Kelsey deal had come through just a few hours after George Kittle's deal was done? Okay, sorry. <laughs> you know what we're celebrating, Joshua, with my incredibly high-tech maneuver that I'm doing here that I didn't run by any of you? <laughs> we're celebrating. That's probably not legal what I'm doing, actually, now that I think about it. Dang, I don't the think we have the rights for oh, that. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I'm just gonna give. I'm just gonna give you this option, Danielle. I can either stay in the show as is, or you can just copy this in. Um, <clears throat> nope. Yep. You Let's previously go. you you may have just missed Seth Kaiser playing the celebrate come on song through his headset, but we weren't legally allowed to use the rights to that. So you're hearing me say this instead. Just imagine Seth singing that song with the music playing in the background through his Xbox Pro Gamer headset that he's wearing to do today's show. It sounded, it sounded pretty good. I will just tell you right now, we are celebrating. It's a celebration, if you will. So come on. Let's celebrate. Uh, so there's two things that I'm celebrating. 
because <laughs> it's good times. I can't stop. Holy crap. Anyway, my <laughs> wife's right. I am insufferable once I start on something. I'm just anyway. going to say there's a party going on right here as we talk <laughs> about Travis Kelsey, a celebration to last throughout the years. Yes. Oh, man. Good stuff. So uh, there's two things. First, Travis Kelsey contract extension. Great news. Um, he is just as effective now as he was five years ago. He is a great, 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 great player. Um, the unbelievable route runner. Obviously, we're celebrating that. Um, you know, a little fun. Just how great he's been. You know, uh, Matt McMullen, the, the the Chiefs reporter or social media guy. I don't know. He does a great job. He he pointed out that Kelsey has the most receiving yards by a tight end through seven years in NFL history. Right? You got to mm-hmm. remember, he missed his whole first year, mm-hmm. and he still has more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Fastest to 500 catches. Again, he, he he missed his first year. It's incredible. So that's awesome. You know what the thing I'm really celebrating, though? Because this is much more important than good news for the Chiefs. We were right. And that's really important stuff. The salary <laughs> cap. It's, it, is the salary cap actually fake? No, it technically exists. It exists the exact same way. There's a stretch of road between Fargo, North Dakota and Bismarck, North Dakota, where the road doesn't bend once. And there's no hills. There's no trees. It is a desolate place, my friends. I miss my home state. Anyway, the speed limit technically exists on that road. (laughs) It does. There's a speed limit. I think it's like 85 at this point or something. Like, they just like, eventually the speed limit is just going to be a sign that says, I don't care. Right. <laughs> it's and a so, shrug yes, emoji. The salary cap <laughs> is the speed limit on that stretch of I-94. Yeah, it technically exists, but no one cares <laughs> if you break it. No one cares the way that you flaunt it and twist it and fold it and wrestle it into submission like Brett Veach it, has. I think, and flick it. <laughs> Spin it, bop it. That was the funniest thing you've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap! What a low bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. That was so funny. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, Brett Beach, he flaked it. <laughs> and it went, yo! It was great. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, but yes, so that's great news. I'm excited. <laughs> Good for Kelsey. Nate, will you please say things now? Um, I wrote about piggyback rides. I mean, I mean, so I'm kind of in this as well. I mean... Like Patrick Mahomes keeps winning, guys. That's that's what this really means. Like Travis Kelsey never has to catch a pass from a football not thrown by Patrick Mahomes for the rest of his career, barring something really unforeseen occurring. Uh, he has a chance to chase down um, Tony Gonzalez to be the most famous, uh, most beloved tight end in Chiefs football history. He has a chance to do that over the next two to four years. Um, He's probably gonna get another thousand yards. We could just put put that on the on the stat mm-hmm. sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, me and me and Josh talked about this uh, last night on a ten. But just 
the idea that like, hey man, um, he not supposed to be this good, and he's and he's that good. <laughs> he's he's really he's really that good, and you know, there's there's been some things going on, um, regarding Travis Kelsey, but this is this is a this is a this is a nice it's a nice you know back to school sort of bonus for him. Uh, I feel as if Travis Kelsey signed his contract today had one really, really good rep. And Eddie was like, yeah, you don't need to do any more today. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Nice yeah. route. Nice route, Trav. Sit down. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, even even, even Andy Reid today was like, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Just get right in what, there. I know what you're going to do after today's practice is over. I also understand it's Friday. I also know you just signed for a lot of money. That, you know, will translate in two years' time. But, like, we're not going to push you today on the first day of Prads. Okay? Yeah, we just we just not. So, for Kelsey, it's a big deal. Um, he's basically a chief for life. Like, could mm-hmm. there be a chance that he, like, ends his career in another uniform? I mean, I guess that's possible. But, like, he's going to be mostly known for being in a Chiefs uniform, uh, winning a Super Bowl, Obviously, being the most reliable receiver in Patrick Mahomes' young tenure of his, you know, whatever remarkable career that will become. And, you know, when his bust is in Canton, Ohio, because I believe he's already got the statistics to give himself mm-hmm. a bust in Canton, Ohio, mm-hmm. he will be representing the Chiefs and their organization whenever that day occurs. And hopefully we're not all wearing masks and eye, eye contacting one another to to to, to, <laughs> to God knows how long. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great... It's a it's a great deal for both parties. I think Kelsey wanted security and just wanted to be tied to Mahomes. I mean, that's in everybody I've talked to. That's sort of the the which is what I wrote yesterday. Like so much of this just ties him to Mahomes, which is uh, duh, like the smartest thing to do if you're if you're Brett Beach. And by the way, you may have signed the best tight end in the league right now today without him having to be the highest paid tight end in the league. Quietly, quietly, like you're crazy. Yep. You know, like George Kittle's good, Zach Ertz good. They ain't Travis Kelsey, ladies and gentlemen. And mm. Travis was okay with being like, I don't need the highest paid player mark in. You know, I don't. I don't need that because I've seen what Chris has done. I've seen what Sammy Watkins has done already with his deal. I've seen what Patrick Mahomes has done, which is like break the bank, but like you know, delay instant gratification financially. So like, I don't. I don't need that tag. I just want to win more Super Bowls and. Do it for this team, and I got the right coach and general, general manager and, and quarterback. So, like, yeah, I don't need to be the highest paid player um, at my position, and it's a it's a gigantic win for the Chiefs because two years from now, even as his deal rises, he won't be close to being the highest paid tight end because I'm sure Zach Ertz is looking at this money like, mm, yeah, let me get my hands and start rubbing them together, girl. <laughs> Now, Seth, the one thing there that Nate didn't mention is that Travis Kelsey's a bad, unwilling blocker. And I know that's something that you've kind of been talking about and tweeting about for a while. And I just sort of wondered if you would like to explain why that's the case. All right. Let me think. How do I say this succinctly? That's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That was succinct. So, okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Go back and, and read Travis Kelsey's profile coming out of college his blocking was considered one of his better traits he wasn't supposed to be this good a receiver right mm-hmm. he was a freak mm-hmm. athlete his profile was basically what George Kittle currently is a good route runner not maybe an incredible one who 
just feasts on yards after catch and is a brutal blocker. Watch Kelsey's college highlights, especially the one his brother made for him, which was clearly made by a player who knew what pro teams were looking for. That's just a whole other ball of wax. He's, a, he, he, he's always been a good blocker. Is he as good a blocker now as he was three years ago? No, I don't think so. But I think that's partly because he's rarely asked to do certain things. He plays wide probably around 60% of the time, whether it's in the slot or it's on the boundary. And when he is lined up, he's not taking on defensive ends one-on-one -on -one because that's a stupid way to use him. He's an exceptional blocker in space. You can watch him on multiple touchdowns around the edge. He gets to guys in space. He makes sure they don't get there. He walls off guys well in the run game. He doesn't dominate them the way Kittle does. Is he as good a blocker as George Kittle? No. George Kittle is a phenomenal elite blocker. Travis Kelsey's pretty solid at it. Really good in space. But the idea that someone who is that good a receiver, the primary portion of his job, is just yeah, so there we go. I, I think I managed that in under two minutes, so I'm good. Ask, ask the Tennessee Titans if Travis Kelsey is a, is a bad blocker. <laughs> they should. And, and ask the Denver Broncos circa like two, three years ago if Travis Kelsey is a bad blocker. Because mm -hmm. um, there, there was one, this might have been like the 2016-2017 season, where um, I think he blocked everybody on the on the Denver Broncos defense. Yeah, he did. And that's he does a great job in space sealing guys off. They they had multiple touchdowns in the playoffs last year that they don't get without exceptional blocks from him. I understand everyone wants to look at pancakes. I get it, but he is a he's a decent mm. blocker. Is he an elite one? No. You know what he is elite at? Moving the ball. He's elite at getting open and catching the ball. And you know, I don't know. I guess I'd take that. So I'm 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 thrilled about it. Yeah, I tried to keep that relatively short, but that's one where it's just like he, he, no one even talked about him as a bad blocker until when? Anyone know? I do. When people started mentioning that he might be as good or better a receiver than Rob Gronkowski three years ago, mm -hmm. and the minute mm -hmm. that happened, suddenly Patriots said, "Oh yeah, but he's just a glorified wide receiver, brah." And that <laughs> is just my Boston accent needs work. And it's just, "Oh, he's just a glorified wide receiver." He's just, you know, it's not wicked hard to block out there. And it's just like, yeah, okay, that was terrible too. I apologize for that to bad. everyone and to the city of Boston. And it just don't they apologize. don't deserve it. They, don't they don't apologize. Didn't. No, no, they don't deserve it. I never good. apologize for. <laughs> some goodwill hunting. But that's when that's when suddenly this ridiculous narrative started. Everyone acknowledged he was a good blocker before he became clearly the best receiving tight end in the league. Then all of a sudden, opposing fan bases with tight ends who are worse receivers. Anyone who tries telling me that Rob Gronkowski is a better receiving tight end receiver than Kelsey doesn't know what they're talking about. Now he was great in their system. Awesome player. Awesome. Travis Kelsey is the best receiving tight end I've ever watched. Ever. And yes, I've gone back in time and charted Antonio Gates, and I've charted Tony Gonzalez, and I've charted Shannon Sharp. I've watched these guys. I've charted Rob Gronkowski. No one wins on their routes like Travis Kelsey. He wins like an elite wide receiver. He's insane. And so that's the only time that started. Is And that's just a great demonstration how stupid narratives can change the way even professionals talk about a player. Because it went from he's not as good at it as Gronk, which he's not, to oh, he sucks at it, which is so stupid and frustrating. And then, of course, San Francisco fans, same thing. Kittle is clearly the inferior receiver. So then you've got to, one, um, enhance the importance of blocking from the tight end position, which sure it matters. Mm -hmm. Is it that important? Well, depends on the system. Mm -hmm. And then also 
downgrade how how good Kelsey is at it. And just well, he he just sucks. So then you can kind of make it sound like it's an equivalency. So now that's way longer than two minutes. But I'm done. No, I think that's good though. And and I, the other thing, this like Nate said, we talked about this a little bit on eight ten yesterday. But I think you kind of spoke to this without being asked about it yet. Seth is is I I think we've kind of gotten to a point with Travis Kelsey where he's actually been underrated, even by Chiefs fans, mm-hmm. in part for some of the things you laid out there, but also in part because like he had great runs with Alex Smith, obviously. But the Patrick Mahomes era, I think, is going to be defined by him having or by by, by Mahomes throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill like that. Every time Tyreek Hill has the ball headed towards him, everyone, like, stands up in their living room. <laughs> yeah. Travis Kelsey is just boringly open all the time. <laughs> and and the fact that that has gotten boring, I think, is more about Travis Kelsey than about than about anything else, right? I, I, I love that way of phrasing it. And, I mean, here's the thing. This is the crazy thing. When you look at this, in the last two years, he put up 1,300 yards and 1,200 yards receiving. Yeah. Those are insane numbers. Those are crazy numbers back-to-back. I don't know how many tight ends have done something like that back-to-back. I'm not going to look it up right now. But like you said, it just he's he's always open, and so it's boring. It's just like, oh, good, another eight-yard gain by Kelsey. But did you see Tyreek Hill run for a 70-yard? And I get it. I do because Tyreek Hill is awesome. But Kelsey is unbelievably good. And I – you know what? I'm going to have to agree – with with Travis Kelsey's dad, that he has never, at least as a pro, gotten the credit that he really deserves. Because he is gonna he's gonna go down if he keeps up what he's doing right now. He is gonna be the greatest statistical tight end in history. Now he might not play for forty five years like a couple of them did, but right. he's gonna be the greatest actual statistical tight end in history. And he's gonna go down being that guy and never getting credit as being the best in the league, at least universally. And that sucks. And that makes me mad. And I just. Yeah, I ran out of momentum midway through there, but I'm still upset. You're going to have to you're going to have to argue with guys about about uh, him being a good blocker whenever he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yep, yep. He's just like Jimmy Graham, though. Ugh. I'm also looking at uh, I just I'm looking at a, a site that has uh, tight ends by receiving yards all time, but with some some stats sort of uh, breaking out of it that I think is really interesting. One of them that is uh, not by any means the BL end all, but kind of a fun one is looking at receiving yards per game. So it kind of takes the um, you know over the career like the, the the compiling out of it. So Tony Gonzalez had like 56 receiving yards per game on average. Jason Witten was at just about 51. Antonio Gates was at 50. Shannon Sharp at 53. Gronk has 68.4 receiving yards per game. Kelsey's at 67.3, and no one else on this list is is anywhere near them. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the two of them in terms of of their their explosiveness, I guess, and and like the the consistency at which they are absolutely unstoppable. Those two dudes as receivers end up being on a plane completely on their own. It's it's wild. I mean, and the 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 game that people will probably remember Travis Kelsey the most for is the divisional round against the Texans, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, as scorched earth as Patrick Mahomes <laughs> was, his the the two man game on a football field that they played in that second quarter is just it's 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 absurd. I mean, he scored three touchdowns. <laughs> In a playoff game, in a quarter, okay. Like, what are we doing? Um, so, yeah, they they like 
the ability that he has and then combining it with Mahomes' talent, um, it's going to give the Chiefs an advantage for a long time. We will uh, momentarily talk about Seth's newest article up on The Athletic about some storylines he's keeping an eye on as training camp begins. But first, I want to tell you that uh, if you want to check out 11 Personnel here on The Athletic uh, Podcast Network, the Rams podcast, they are currently following a mystery rookie on his journey to make the roster right now. It's called Gridiron Gumshoes, and uh, it features uh, Times Our Superfan Matthew Livingston doing some uh, voiceover throughout the series. So you can check that out in uh, at 11 Personnel Podcast part of the uh, the Athletic Podcast Network, and I need to bring you a message right now from Indochino. All right, Seth, you wrote a thing on TheAthletic.com about training <laughs> camp and Chiefs football, and I would very much like to talk to you about it um, now that I know it exists. We had a whole thing that <laughs> isn't in the podcast, but Seth and I had a big conversation about how Seth had an article, and I didn't see it because I guess it's all about me like just being on top of Seth's whole life. and like Seth couldn't tell me about it ahead of time or whatever, but it's certainly not my fault, uh, and it's uh, up on the athletic right now. You want to talk about it, Seth? I, yeah, I'm just getting over I'm kind of like uh, flashbacking a little bit to that conversation and the emotional... <laughs> The emotional toll that took on me, but I, I didn't see the article when it, I did not see that the article had posted this morning, and I blame Seth for not mentioning that he had written an article. And it, you know, could could we share the blame on this one? Sure, I'll 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 accept it. But yeah, you know what? There's no reason to blame anybody, especially me, because we're talking about it now. Yeah, yeah, it all all is well that ends well. Um, there's and a if bunch it doesn't of things- end well, it is Seth's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a bunch of things I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, one of which, this is it's it's gonna sound funny. It's something that I'm not really gonna see during training camp, but I think we're gonna see once once football actually starts. As our as our colleague Mr. Taylor uh, alluded to, the Chiefs are leaning into the. Um, Less public nature of training camp this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's that's the way I'm going to phrase it. They're leaning into it. They're 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 steering they're steering into the skid. They're not fighting it. They're saying, well, as long as there's no one here to post a bunch of stuff online that we're doing, we might as well just tell reporters. I swear to God, if you talk about this, we'll kill you. <laughs> and not that they're actually saying that. You know, apologies to the PR department there. Um, and if they are saying it, Nate's not going to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nate ain't gonna <laughs> say a word. Um, <laughs> But one thing I'm looking forward to is seeing what the offense looks like because no one ever knows what it's going to look like anyway. And we talked about this a little last week. But this year, like, Andy Reid gets to, like, have everything be a complete secret. And they're going to do some stuff against Houston. I'm just so excited. Like, it's going to be like, ah, Mitch Schwartz could play quarterback. Who knew? Like, Mm -hmm. just something insane. And I'm so excited for it to see what wrinkles they've added to the offense. And I I wrote, obviously, there's a ton of things I'm looking forward to. I really, 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 and, and I've been beating this drum so often that I think I need to probably just make it as officially a part of my hashtag brand as mm-hmm. as you can't stop Jody Fortson is. And I <laughs> people don't sleep on McCole Hardman. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't and not just don't like go to bed overnight. Don't take a lazy nap in the afternoon. Mm-mm, don't don't shut your eyes for a few minutes during the commercials. Don't mm-hmm. blink. When you're on the highway thinking, well, I'll just rest one eye and then I'll rest the other. No, you will fall asleep and die if you do that. 
<laughs> which that's probably actually pretty good driving advice to be honest that that game does not yeah. work you will die <laughs> pull over and take a nap if you're doing that but on McCole Hardman don't <laughs> sleep on McCole Hardman he I, I'm he's he's got the goods he's been working he's been working and I think he is going to be very difficult to not throw the ball to a lot do you know he had like similar stats to Hollywood Brown you know, yeah, I saw like, that. I saw yeah. that. I, yes. 30 fewer targets and like 40 fewer yards. And everyone's, oh, Hollywood Brown, man, great, great future for him. It's like, yeah, but what about the dude that did so much more with less? He averaged like 20 yards a catch. And I mean, he's he's got unbelievable speed, but he's also got unusual quickness for a guy with his speed. Don't sleep on McCool Hardman. So if I were going to pick one thing to watch... That would be him. Just don't sleep on McCole Hardman. And also, Andy Reid's going to do something. I don't know what. Oh, and one more I have to. Tyreek Hill has gotten substantially better every year. And I figured that would kind of slow down last year, but then he got substantially better again and like laid a legitimate claim as to one of the best receivers in the game. I'm curious, like, because his ceiling doesn't really exist. Like he mm-hmm. is, he is like as physically talented in a lot of ways as at his position as like Pat Mahomes is as a quarterback, and that's not yep. really that's not really an exaggeration. Like, and I mean, you guys have seen him. It's hard, even like when you see it like on the field live when you go to games at Arrowhead. You know, that's incredible. I swear, at training camp is when like when you're close, you're like this dude isn't human, like. It's freakish. So that's just something else to keep an eye on. Can he take another step to where it goes from some a few people being like, yeah, he might be one of the best, maybe the best in the league, to where like it becomes like this universal, like where Julio Jones was for three or four years, this universal thing? I think he could do it. I, I will add two things to this. Um, McCall Harmon also looked good today, but he had like fewer opportunities. So just like take that for what you will. And then secondly, as Seth and you, Josh, have both kind of alluded to this. My experience in watching an Andy Reid training camp, again, this going into my third year, is you really start to get a decent idea as to what to expect in week one right around the midway point of training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, that, ladies and gentlemen, will be around 10 days from now because most things have been installed into the offense. Most guys have learned what their assignments are, what they're supposed to be. Uh, some timing kinks that you kind of work out in the first couple practices get kind of smoothed over because everybody understands like their speed and the timing that in which they need to like maneuver on the field. And then Andy Reid starts doing things, and it becomes really, <laughs> really interesting because uh, as I track all this stuff, you start to see um, stark differences to where. Much like you would on a game plan week, say, okay, here's a formation. Here it is again in the late second quarter. Here it is again, third quarter. Here it is late third quarter, and it's completely different. What are they doing? Oh, no. Like, mm-hmm. like there's there's some things that they just do that are interesting. I remember, uh, the, I remember Therese honestly telling me that at one point in training camp, they started making, you know, Kareem Hunt run seam routes. Again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This made no sense. There's a running back associate. There's an RB to his name. <laughs> and then they just started doing that in training camp just to see, like, how it would look. And then they started doing that in games. And it, you know, 
confused the living hell out of one of the best defensive coaches of all time. So all I'm saying is maybe within another episode or two, I can start to give some idea as to like, here are the interesting, cool things that they were doing because last year in training camp, and I can kind of divulge this now, but last year, as my buddy Seth loves the leak concept, Mm. they had started to do that in training camp. And I remember there was one practice that was closed to the public because it was rained out. They moved into the indoor facility. And all of a sudden I started seeing Patrick Mahomes roll to his right and then throw across his body diagonally across the field to other receivers. And I said, what the hell is that? (laughs) And then it showed up in Jacksonville and Jacksonville Jaguars again, Pretty competent defense at the time was just like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so um, we're going to get somewhere, I think, in the middle of camp where Andy will start to show stuff. Because like you guys mentioned, he has so much control now that like I can't diagram the plays and just disseminate them. And mm. uh, there aren't fans who can uh, put them on their smartphones. So good luck, uh-huh. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you one McCall Hardman stat that I've, that I've referenced a few times as a follow-up to, to Seth's McCall Hardman uh, hype, it, it depends on where you put the cutoff for qualifying receivers or not, but he had 26 receptions last year. And if you even just make the cutoff 10 or up to 25, he had the most yards per reception out of any receiver in football last year. It was mm-hmm. 20.7. Uh, and again, like the guys ahead of him are mostly doing it on one, two, three, four catches. Uh, Andy Isabella was was at 21 on nine catches. Hartman had 26 with with about 27, 27 or 20.7 yards per reception. Uh, Mike Williams on 49 receptions had 20.4. AJ Brown had 20.2 on uh, on 52 receptions. I think Hardman's usage could go up, and that number would drop minimally. So I'm I'm here on the McCall Hardman hype train too. Uh, obviously, anything else, Seth? One more. Give give me one more storyline that you're maybe maybe one you're still like uh, not super not not not. It's not purely the hype train. Maybe a little concern here or there. Oh man, but I like hype train stuff. All right, um, get on the hype train. Never mind. Let's not no, talk about breathing speech to the guards. No, no, I don't want to. One thing, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Air Read 3.0. Another article we never talked about on the show because I uh, because I'm a bad person. I guess I don't know. I, that more has to do with what Andy might do with the with what he's doing. I'll say with the guards. I'm actually kind of cautiously optimistic about about Assembly. Um, we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. Um, the the secondary is a little worrisome to me, you know, with Juan Thornhill still out right now. I know they think he's going to be good to go, and I know, um, um, I know Lewis Riddick is saying don't sleep on Thornhill, and he usually he every year lately he's done this with one player, mm-hmm. and it's become very obvious that this is like. So Andy Reid was talking to me, and like, it's, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's like it's become really obvious, right? That's just like, yeah. So Andy Reid was talking to me, and this is the player that he would not stop talking about. And so I, Thornhill, I think he's gonna do some good things, but I'm worried that he's out. I'm worried about the corner group. I think Ward does look good, but there's not a lot of bodies there. Um, you know, they, they signed, you know, you mentioned that Tedrick Thompson spoke to the media, which would be unusual if they weren't maybe planning some stuff around him. I asked Seattle fans what they thought of him mm-hmm. and y'all should check out that Twitter thread. <laughs> they, they had some feelings 
And hopefully it goes better for him in Kansas City. Sometimes you just need to change the scenery. So those are some of the things that I'm worried about a little bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Here, Other than that, here, here's, it's all good. Here's, here's one camp name from a defensive back standpoint that, uh, that I like to float out there because mm-hmm. people may have forgotten him, but I never have and never will. David Amerson. Does anybody remember that man? <laughs> I sure do. I remember being very low on Mr. Amerson for quite a while. Yeah, Pat that's... myself on the back on that one. How, how did we now feel the, about that then, huh? Now, the difference here is there are not preseason games, which clearly highlighted issues. Oh, um, gosh. Oh, so, man, I'll never forget that. So like, for, oh, this guy can't play. <laughs> so for, uh, for Mr. Thompson, uh, by way of Tedrick, We'll just see. We'll we'll see. We're gonna get. They're gonna. They're gonna. How can I say this? They're gonna give him opportunities, um, and we'll see where it goes. But uh, yeah, you know, people in Seattle, I heard, are pretty pretty uh, intuitive, smart football fans. So we're gonna find out. Maybe there was an injury or two involved. Uh, that's always kind of a logical bounce back year. Is like, hey, you were you know unhealthy. One year and tried to gut it out and looked, you know, not yourself. And then you got healthy and there was the immediate bounce back in production and overall play. So we'll we'll see. But um, but yeah, we the, the you know, uh, I'm not sure if this is David Emerson part two or if this is uh, if this is just something different. But I remember a- I yeah. remember we did. Yeah. Looking back and I know you asked me the question earlier, Josh, we did talk to David Emerson. Sometime, Ooh. sometime near early into camp, uh-huh. and we never talked to him again. <laughs> All right, in camp, so you know, just take it for what it is. Uh, we will take that for the end of the show, and uh, here's what I'll tell you: If you like the podcast, you're like, man, I wish I could read all these cool articles they were talking about, but I just, I, I would do it if only my first year would be like forty percent off or something. Boom! Theathletic.com/slash/timeshours. T i m e s o u r s. Times hours. We'll get you there. Also, uh, you can go there and uh, and get a forty percent off discount for your first year of the athletic. And uh, the podcast, though, you can subscribe to anywhere, obviously. Um, although listening to the Athletic app is certainly excellent. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or really anywhere, it'd be great if you'd go leave us a review. We're obviously really ramping up right now. The season is less than a month away. Yeah. Assuming everything starts on time, which is crazy. That feels wrong. Uh, so as we are uh, ramping up, we'd love it. If you could uh, share the show with somebody who you think might like it or just leave a review, which helps people find the show anyway, as people are looking for even more Chiefs content as we head into a, uh, a Super Bowl defending campaign for the Kansas City yes. Chiefs, which will be a lot of fun. You can also follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at JB Briscoe. Nate is at by Nate Taylor. Seth is at Real MN Chiefs fan. And, uh, and then, Nate, you can figure out how you want to end the show today. And if it's just by because the show's over because it's been too long, I would I would understand. I just want to say, guys, I'm going to do my civic duty as a full-fledged, intrepid reporter. I will stay in my house. I will wear a mask. I will subjugate myself to testing. And you want me in that box. You need me in that box. And I'm going to be in that box.